This is a podcast by The Straits Times. And welcome to Double Feature, the movie podcast. I'm your throaty host, Jonathan Roberts, and I'm joined this week by Joanne So from the new paper. Hello. Hello. Now we've got one very big film, a highly anticipated Joker this week. But before we get to that, it's hugely controversial on so many levels. Uh, well, let's do the farewell first. Now, you've seen that. I yep. haven't seen that. I've seen the trailer. The trailer itself almost made me tear up. <laughs> Uh, this seems, it seems to be a, like a culture class comedy. Sorry for the occasional cough. It's only a podcast. It can't travel through, but I am not feeling <laughs> at my best. Anyway, let's push on. The Farewell, starring a much muted Aquafina. Right? It's a very muted Aquafina. If you have seen her in Crazy Rich Asians, this is totally... I think she did a 360 degrees turn, if more degrees if possible. It, it's really, really, very different. I mean, you see her as, I guess you know, what an actress wants to be seen as because it's, it's truly dramatic. This is her as an actress rather yes. than appearing as Okafina, yes. cameo kind of thing. Yeah, because I think um, it's actually... Okay, in the English co- uh, credits, she, of course, is, is known as Aquafina, but in the Chinese um, credits, is by her Chinese name. I mean, she's born as uh, Nora Lam. So this is pure... Um, you won't... If you have not seen Aquafina before, you will think like, oh, wow, who's this actress? Because this is a great Chinese actress. Because... Um, she speaks, I think it's almost 90% in Mandarin, which okay. is a change. For, this is actually a Chinese language film. So if you have, um, the story goes about like how um, Aquafina plays Billy, a New Yorker, a trouble New Yorker, who's struggling to you know make a living. And then um, she still has close ties with her parents because of the like, Asian family. So she goes back to um, visit her, her dad and mom in some other suburban New York. When the family finds out that you know the Billy's beloved uh, grandmother, or she call, they call it Nana in the whole entire show, is having stage four cancer. So it's like you know everybody's you know sad, obviously. But apparently there's this family or tra- culture or tra- some tradition thing that you cannot let Nana well, know. They pitch it as it's a Chinese tradition that you don't let yeah. people of a certain age know that their time is coming. Yeah, that's right. So I okay, I've never heard about that before. So maybe I have no idea. Maybe I'm not in tune with my Chinese culture. I don't think I'm the best place person to say either. So, <laughs> so, so they they come up with this whole um you know masquerade to how to like get everybody back to to Nine Nights like their hometown because like different I think um some other relatives are in different parts of um the world right. so everybody gets together under this fast of this wedding um so it's like. So you have to see like the tension of like you know. Oh, so it's 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 not a real wedding. They're just pretending well, that there's there's a wedding. I, I, that's, a, that's the thing, you see. It's supposed to be a real wedding, but it also comes across as a pretend wedding. But that doesn't really matter, actually. Okay. It's just uh, an event, a family event for, you know, to get everybody get together before, you know, Nanai passes away. You see from the viewpoint of um, Aquafina, like mm. how she struggles internally. It's like, we should tell Nanai. So she maybe she she has something, you know, what are her last wishes? Mm. You never know. So it's like, what, isn't it? It's not, it's not right. It's not morally right or ethically right to let a person just just die like that. Right. But the thing is, Nana seems very healthy. She has no, there's no, uh, you know, she's she's not sickly. Kind of thing. She's still a, a sprightly old lady. Okay. So and yeah, so it's this whole family. It's quite a very nice, um, intimate family drama and how uh, people in the family deals with cope with their b- pre bereavement, right, and expectations. Okay. So yeah, it's an intriguing idea. The the trailer almost had me tearing up. Is it 
full-on waterworks. I was expecting to be crying buckets in the film because after, you know, you expect the farewell, saying goodbye to your grandma. And, but no, I, I don't think I actually teared up because there are quite a lot, there's quite a number of light moments in, is this, in the film. Is this a dramedy then? It's definitely a dramedy. It's a very um, subdued dramedy. Right. So it, it's, it's a nice, quiet film, you know, if you need to watch something different from the... And would you watch it again? Um, yeah, I think I, I would. It's it's a nice um, aspect of you know um, Chinese family that we don't see all the time. And I also actually I have, I have no expectations of this because you know it's been promoted like you know it's in in, in as a so called Hollywood film and everything. Mm. I didn't even expect is is like totally Mandarin film. Right. So it's like yeah, it's quite a surprise. And to see um, Aquafina saying her lines and everything else in Chinese is like you know I was like I'm quite impressed. It's it's like how it's like. Do you think Oscar will be calling? I hope so. Hmm. Because, I mean, the past few podcasts that we've been doing, we, we've been finding lots of Oscar potentials mm. on the women's side. Yep. So there's J-Lo, Florence Pugh, my own personal sorry, uh, champion, uh, and now Ocafina. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it'll be very strange. I don't think she'll win, but it'll be nice if she gets a nomination. So Because I think she should be credited as an actress. It sounds like the type of role that would get a nomination, you know, someone yeah. who's ostensibly a a loud, brash comedian showing off the dramatic side is well. It's kind of the but, Robin Williams effect, really. Yeah, but this is a very small film, so I'm not sure how it's is whether what kind of you know the Oscar buzz is going to get and what kind of publicity is going to get, and does he have legs to travel that far? Okay, well, that's the farewell. It's out now. Uh, speaking of Oscar buzz, let's get to the big elephant in the room, the f- painted elephant in the room, Joker. It has been long anticipated. This is the comic book movie that's not a comic book movie based on the character, you know, Batman's main nemesis. Everyone knows who Joker is, really. And it has had a bit of controversy about it. I mean, it's had probably one of the more controversial uh, press tours ever since it won the Golden Lion at Venice. And, you know, there were reports of standing ovations of this amazing film. Not that huge ovations should ever be a, an indicator of how good a film is. Don't forget, a lot of the DC films have had standing ovations <laughs> at film festivals. So, uh, ever since, we've had uh, interview walkouts by Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, Todd Phillips has decided to ingratiate himself by sounding very petulant with one interview where he says, uh, woke culture is the reason why no one is allowed to be funny anymore. <laughs> So his quote is, go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. There were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the (coughs) funny guys are like, "Mm, this, (coughs) because I don't want to offend you. So, you know, don't forget Todd Phillips, who directed this. This is like his first proper drama. Yeah. uh, Dramatic film. He is the guy who did old school and Hangover Part 1, 2, 3. Due Date as well was one of his, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, is uh, Well, he's talking nonsense if you think that you can't be edgy and do comedy still, because as people have pointed out on Twitter, Taika Waititi mm. has got a film coming out where he plays Hitler <laughs> as a boy's imaginary best friend. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of shows his mindset for this film as well I feel to some extent but let's get down to the film first impressions we saw it last week your first impression was wow 
it was very well. It's like, um, I, I wasn't expecting, I mean, I was expecting something dark and gritty, but um, I wasn't expecting myself to be so blown away by, by it because I'm primarily because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I mean, he really, I think, embodied the, the tortured soul. And you, I felt so, you know, there's lots of sympathy, empathy, and what he goes through, and the big revelation of why he became like, you know, what kind of personality he is and what kind of person he turned out to be. Well, it's very sad. It is. It is. Uh, it, there are clear attempts to pull at the heartstrings, should yeah. we say. Well, Joaquin Phoenix plays Arthur Fleck, mm. who is, uh, he works as a clown for hire. It's set in a Gotham that's very much based on New York 1981. It's set in 1981, so it's very retro. And if you ever see footage of New York back then, it looks like hell on earth. It, everything was falling apart. Times Square that you see now, the glittering Times Square, was a cesspit of mm. porn theatres. And yeah, you, you, you wouldn't really go to Times Square as a tourist destination. Not if you, if you valued your life. But it, it, it follows that. It's a city falling apart. There's... Mm rubbish in the streets, piled high, rubbish bags. And he is a comedian. He has a mental health issue. He has a, like, it's like a form of Tourette's, mm. right, where he can't help but laugh yeah. if there's he's, a difficult situation. And I think it's uncontrollable laughter. And it's not, I don't think sometimes it just, it just comes and goes. Yeah. And, but it yeah. just happens to be always at the wrong time. It, well, it gets triggered by mm. stress or mm. stressful situations. And uh, again, this is where Joaquin Phoenix's acting comes in because yeah. he, he he does it until a point where he, he can't swallow. Yeah, so anyway, but life starts to beat down on him. He's a very lonely man whose outlet is uh, a late-night talk show. He wants to be a comedian. Yeah. He looks after his mum, who is invalided at home, and he's yeah he's stuck there. And things just get worse. Yeah. At which point he starts, well, I don't think it's any spoiler to say he starts to become the Joker. I mean, that's what the film is. Okay, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a film that most, it's, you either like it or it's quite a big divide. It is a huge divide. Yeah, the, re- the reviews are, it's, it's, it's Marmite. This like is Marmite. Either. You either love it or you mm. hate it. Because, I mean, after a week of, you know, pondering about it it's, it's you know my, my initial wow has kind of like muted a little <laughs> oh really yeah I mean if it's looking at uh, I'm still wowed by his performance I think the, the, the film itself it's very flawed it's lots of problems and I think it's very slow so I mean if you're going inside you know, as, as all, we all did thinking it's a Joker film it's a Joker origin film well, it is and it isn't <laughs> yeah, it, it's not the usual Joker that we're used to. So if if you can get over the mindset, you might be able to, you know, l- try and like it a little bit. Because if, but if you're expecting a um, superhero movie for a Joker, I think you're going to totally hate it l- because it's so slow. I think I counted at least three times. I kept looking at my watch. It's like it's only one, almost almost one and a half hours into the film that something actually happened. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, if you're not looking for that kind of like a slow pacing, you know, slow development, slow momentum, everything else, then this show is definitely not for. I think, yeah, the pacing is one thing. I think there are elements where, uh, how can I put it? It's, it's definitely not the comic book movie version of no, Joker. Totally no, like you say, there's no falling in acid pits. This is a man having a breakdown or breaking down even further mm. until the point that he starts to find a an outlet in this other persona. 
And it's, it, I mean, it shows that after certain incidents or when he he becomes more jokerish, mm-hmm. uh, he walks out into sunlight and it's like the first shot of sunlight in the entire yeah. thing. Otherwise, everything is great grim and gritty and he walks into sunlight now I think I think some will not like it because it doesn't go far enough if you know where he's going to end up I think it takes a long long time to get there and it wants to have its cake and eat it mm. it, it desperately doesn't want to be a comic book film mm. at the same time some parts of it are so beholden to the Batman lore that is, why are you putting those in? Either be this or be yeah. that. You can't have it both ways. I, I think it will work a lot better if you know if it's you just take it as like it's a, a drama about a, a man breaking down. If I mean the um, the clown, the Joker costumes, the makeup is just like you know, you can take that away and it'll be maybe might be a better f- better film if it's because I think it's trying to peg it into like like you said the Batman. Yeah. Batman world this yeah. Gotham thing but it's just so the expectations of the Joker yeah. or who we knew Joker is or who we know Joker is, is is there but so it doesn't deliver in that that area some bits are good like you say Joaquin Phoenix is mm. his physical performance as well yep. he's, he's, he's dropped so much weight yep. somehow he's managed to pop his shoulder in some kind of way that makes it look dislocated so he looks beaten mm. um, and uh, there's part of me that feels that it's still overly acted compared to something like Heath Ledger, where you feel that if you spoke to him on set, he'd still be that. Per- Heath Ledger kind of embodied that role, whereas this still feels kind of acted in a way. What I get from Joaquin's performance was there's a lot of conflict in his head. You know, he, mm. he wants to do the right thing, but then like the world or the society is not, you know, it's turning him to something and, and that is... is Maybe he had enough of all the bullying and all the, well, all the stuff. The, that the, the version of society, I, I, I mean, it, it does all the all the controversy that's come with this is that oh, it's promoting incel violence. It's yeah. promoting these downtrodden white guys to rise up. Even the guy trying to do best by Gotham, which is Thomas Wayne. Mm. Um, he still comes off as an arrogant elite. Yeah. So, so there's there's no good guys in this. Mm. Although, it depends on how much you're trying to focus on Arthur Fleck or Joker as the hero protagonist and how much sympathy you give him in all the stuff that happens to him in life. And, you know, do you think, oh, is he justified in this? Yeah, and we've had quite a few supervillains who you're meant to say, oh, actually, you can see their point mm-hmm. of view. Like, uh, well, Thanos or, you know, <laughs> go, going to the more comic booky side of things. Thanos or... Uh, Killmonger in Black Panther, the the villains that have, you know, you can kind of say, oh, I can see why they've done that. But when you add this much grittiness, I, I think you've got to either be, you're still a comic book movie mm. or you are very real. That's my problem with this film. I think it doesn't really know what it wants to be. It's a nice, like the set, the setup was quite, well, if you go into like this, this internal turmoil that's going inside with him, this this guy, mm. and then suddenly towards the end, oh, I need to make him this guy. It's just a bit. Well, that's what I mean. I, th- I would have thought the transition would have happened a lot earlier. Yeah. Some people may be going into this thinking that it's more of an origin of Joker as a leader of a gang, mm. as as a crime boss, if you like, and it's not. I, I'll be honest. I 
I don't know if it's just the cold of the cinema as well <laughs> that we were in the screening of. To to a point, I was just thinking, I might just walk out of this because I know where this is going. It's, it's not going anywhere. You're not going to surprise me. And yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't. There's a few twists in it that I think... Zazie Beats has a small role in it as Arthur Fleck's neighbour. And, yeah, it, her role could have been used much more to trigger a much bigger... Yeah. Uh, revelation. Well, revelation or episode <laughs> in his life. But yeah. it just gets kind of brushed by. That's, that's why I think Todd Phillips is, is trying a lot of things. But, you know, if he does, he should be really, really thankful that he has Joaquin Phoenix. Because if there's oh, no yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, I think this, this film is just going to be another... Uh, I, I think know. this, yeah. Without, go straight to a dungeon or something. It, it's, it's just a very, you know, it tries very hard. It tries too hard and it shows on screen. I think it's very indebted as well to, well, two Scorsese films. Uh, King of Comedy, obviously, because he's got Robert De Niro in as the mm-hmm. chat show host. If you haven't seen King of Comedy, it's about a, a guy who's slightly mentally disturbed, who is obsessed with a talk show host, much like Arthur Fleck in Joker, mm-hmm. and then kidnaps the talk show host. In that case, it's Jerry Lewis. In this case, he wants to... Robert De Niro mm. is the talk show host. And it's a, he's not bad in the role. But also, Taxi Driver seems yeah. to be... It. And, yeah, he wears his uh, influences on his sleeve a bit yeah, too much. Yeah, too much. It's very fluid. And like you say, if it wasn't for Joaquin Phoenix, this... I, if he'd got anyone else, if you can imagine uh, Jared Leto or something... Oh, that's a different joker. I know, but it's, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to think of an actor who could have pulled it off yeah. in that style it needed someone to go deep I mean I think Joaquin Phoenix has not done in quite a number of mainstream movies lately no. yeah so but you know people might forget that he's such a great character actor but yet he's also he has this charisma to be a leading man so yes. I think in this one it really is it, it works so well for him in this one because he carries the movie entirely but then he disappears into his character you know but you can't help but to find yourself like, you know, hey, maybe he might not be bad, but it's the circumstances that make him so bad. Would you go see it again? It's maybe in a warmer theatre? I don't think I'll watch it again so soon because I could actually remember everything in the film, most of it, at least 80%. So yeah. I, I guess it must have made quite a big in, impact that day. Yeah, I'm not struggling to remember any parts, Yeah, but I just wish that happened a bit faster. Well, there's, I mean, Todd <laughs> Phillips has some, yeah good points about the cinematography and everything else those some shots are really 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 well done so. oh yes yeah but the cinematography is top notch mm. Joaquin Phoenix is also a lovely dancer but aside from that uh, yeah. just <laughs> not for me yeah all I can really say is that you have to see this film yeah, even if to. even as someone who did not enjoy it I still think you have to see it because it's it's a film that will yeah Divides people. I, there's no way of telling who will like this film. I, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix definitely will get and should get an Oscar nomination for this. He's really, really he's good very in this, likely. and he's definitely one of the. I, you know, I bet he's going to be one of the front runners for next year's Oscars. And then he does that thing that we were speaking about in many episodes previously. Is Joker going to be the first character who spawned two Oscar winners? Mm. Who knows. Anyway, that's where we'll leave it. Thank you very much for joining me, Joanne. You're welcome. And as ever, if you're listening on A is for Apple, G is for Google, S is for Spotify. It's a, it's a little song that I'm trying to work into my head to try and just make me remember what these things are. Yeah, so if you're listening on those, do subscribe. 
Like, rate, review us. Every little helps. Let us know that you're out there. And until another double feature next time, goodbye. See ya. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.